0: So, anyways, in that context, I chose Colossians, and because Christmas is about Jesus, so it is important for us to know who he is. So, so our life is about knowing who he is, understanding who he is. So, as we understand who he is, we we appear, uh, we approach, we get close to to. The, the perfect spiritualities. So when we say we need to know him, it, it not only means to know him as a theory but as a information but as an as a experience. So understanding him is one part a part of our, our spirituality and if you don't know who he is, then you will not know who the Holy Spirit, who God is. So understanding the Triumph God is about uh, the uh, soteriology. So to, Soteriology is connected to the doctrine of the church. In, in theology, they, they uh, separate all those things into different parts, but they cannot be separated. If you are wrong in the church, how can you understand who God is? So they must all integrate as one. They are all in one. That's how the truth works. So understanding Jesus is about understanding the whole kingdom of God, and it's not about understanding one part of, of God. And if you meet the Lord in the right way, you cannot help yourself but to pray. And but to devote yourself, so all the issues of spirituality it, uh, happens because you have met the Lord in a wrong way. Hmm. <clears throat> so, so understanding who he is in a right way is connected to all the issues of spirituality. And that means also that if you understand who is in the right way, you will not have any problem in your spirituality too. So I wish, I hope that today will be the time that we will meet him. And in the main text, we can see six different images of Jesus in, in the text today and he came he, Him came among us with six six different images so verse 13 and 14 he came us as a redeemer in one word he came among us 2000 years ago and and of course in in other churches, they only say that, oh, Jesus came to forgive us, and, and the identity of a redeemer, they only say it that way, but um, we always need to understand that, that salvation is connected to our, our identity not only he came to forgive us and redeem us but also he came in order to raise us as a royal being and and that's the blessing that god gave since the days of adam but but because that that has been fallen down so jesus came to restore that so when we use the term redemption we not only need to use the term um to forgive but also but also we need to understand the context of him restoring us and and separating us completely from the sin. So now we have this identity who are completely separated from the sin. So let's talk about uh, Jesus as a redeemer. Verse 13, uh, there's a term that he has rescued us and he has brought us. So from where he has rescued us and to where did he bring us? Just like God had led Israelites from Egypt to Canaan, Jesus rescued us from somewhere and he has brought us to a different place. So what does that mean? It means that our identity cannot be the same before the Jesus and after the Jesus. And that's how God declared the system of the world. Uh, in, In... In Hebrew word he gave us this five new system so if you do not live by this new system then you are you cannot uh, belong to the kingdom of God now Jesus has set aside five different things and we said that uh, through Israel conference so anyways He has rescued us, and He has brought us. It not only means that we have been now allowed to enter into the kingdom of God, but also but also as we live on this earth, Jesus showed us uh, the standard to live. And in Ephesians, we use the term predestination, but it does not just happen naturally if you just just attend the church so as i always say if you live as as a religious person there's no difference between you and a person who attends to a buddhist temple all the things that jesus has accomplished on this earth and if you do not obey to what he has done on this earth uh, there's no difference between you and the people in the world and our purpose to to go to church should not be just to get go into the heavens So, our goal is not on salvation itself, but in in the glory. So, in order for that glory, we need to understand how Jesus has rescued us and how he has brought us. So, in in the context as a whole, uh, verse 13 means that Jesus has redeemed us. But from where? First, he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness. So before Jesus, and even after Jesus, those who have not met him, they are all living in the darkness. What does that mean? It means that they are living in in the life of darkness, dominion of the darkness. And because Jesus came as a life, and he gave us a life, but those who rejected life, they are still living in the dominion of, under the dominion of the darkness. So whatever that person does, is going toward the death. Even if you say, oh, I'm doing a great business. Oh, that does not matter. I'm a lawyer. No, that does not matter. I'm a doctor. No. Whatever you do, whatever you possess, whatever you know, it does not matter. Your life goes toward death. If you do not solve that issue, you will just go... You will just keep going toward death and it will all conclude to to death and darkness and that's, that's that just not simply means this, this one instant death, but it it means this eternal judgment So without changing this flow and and these uh, uh, This is flow of darkness you you Cannot bring any any uh, change in your life so, you ask, why do you go to middle school? Why do you go to high school? Why do you get married? Why do you earn money? So, all this conclusion of life is to die. So, so that's the dominion the, the of death. If you do not solve this issue of death, a human being is, is a powerless. So, we should not forget about this at any, any, any time. If you do not focus on your eternal life, even if you are a pastor and if you minister, it does not have any meaning. Why is a pastor a meaningful being? Because he he needs to stand before God at the end. And if you say before the Lord, Lord, I, I gather many people in my church, then he will say, so what? If you do not conclude your life in this context of eternity, then no matter what you do, no matter whether you do ministry, whether you raise your children, whether you do a business, if that does not have any relationship with eternity, then that does not have meaning. So in a day, many times in a day, we should always um, put our focus on eternity and examine ourselves whether, whether I can see the Lord face to face at the end with this glory. So being um, ruled by this darkness is, is not a light issue. So dominion of darkness, what does dominion mean? Dominion means that some, someone is ruling someone else. So it means that when we are under the dominion of darkness, we were ruled by the darkness. So, so with your own strength, you cannot do anything. Those who live outside of Jesus, they misunderstand as if they can do everything. But, but a human being who is ruled under darkness um, is, a, is a being who cannot do anything by himself, who are only being led by the darkness. So I always say that there's nobody uh, who, who willingly choose himself to commit a sin. So if you live just by, by the enemy, then, then the enemy will choose the amount of the sin that you will commit. And just like Galatians, we, when we live, uh, we do not live by ourselves. The we, we, well, only thing that we can choose is whether we, should, we, would, whether we would live through Jesus or not. So as we as we choose to live through him, then he will live for you. So if you, the conclusion of the decision that you will not live by him will lead us to the darkness. You cannot make excuse saying that oh because I did not have any um, connections because I did not have any good backgrounds. No, only only. Um, Conscience that you had before uh, uh, For that conclusion is is not choosing Jesus And did I choose to live like this by myself? No, I I, I told the Lord that that I will never be a pastor and I never um, Decide to do this worldly missions or anything. This is this is this is life of child of God This is grace everything given by God and living through that grace so we've been brought out of that that dominion of darkness so do not misunderstand if you if you live outside of god then he's it it automatically leads us under the dominion of the darkness so that's all the conclusion of the people who live outside of god you cannot bring any conclusion in your life outside of god never forget this So you are, you are worshipping in this place and we can describe it in many ways but one of the things that we can say is that we are <laughs> being ruled under this air that is existing in this, in this area. You are breathing through this air, right? Amen. If you have any difficulties breathing in this place then you need to go to the hospital. But anyways, scientifically speaking. Uh, we can say that the air is completely ruling over you. And if you are like trying to reject that air and, and uh, you know, block your nose, then you will die within five minutes. So we are the beings who will always be led by something, always be ruled by something. So those who are being ruled by the sin will always be led by the sin so here in verse 13 what he, what did he do he has rescued us and he has brought us so this is the term that was used in the the roman roman empire era so this is the term that they use in in the slavery market in the slave market um uh, the term "brought us" means that the person has paid a price in order to uh, bring that slave into into the circ, uh, into the status of freedom. So the fate of that slave uh, is determined by by the the Lord that 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 person meets. So who is our our Lord? We know who he is right. Then so that's that's the end of the story. We not only become a, a good slave, but a slave turned into a king, a royal being. So we should always have this joy and amazement of, of salvation. So anyways, what happens? He has been brought into the kingdom of the sun he loves. So how did we change from the darkness? We have been put into the kingdom of his son. So the term brought into, just like the rich man and Lazarus, um, there is a great abyss between them so that they cannot pass um, to one place to another. And in Exodus, what does God says? God says that they can... They can never return to the land of Egypt. Well, but what does these, these prophets say? They, they say that you will return to Egypt. What does that mean? It means that they, they will be doomed. They do, not, they do not have salvation anymore. So living in the darkness, it means that um, we, will, we will not be saved anymore. So being brought into a place to another, it means that you cannot return. You have been brought into the kingdom of love, son of love. And now you became a being who can never return to the world. But in reality, it's different. You are still uh, putting yourself into the world. But, But our only way of life should be living by the new self. Keep dying to our own self. That's the only. That should be the only um, image of life that we should have. Um, someone up there is sick and keep coughing, <laughs> and he's telling him to take off his mask and you know, you came to meet the Lord, I mean, having, putting your mask on, I mean, it doesn't look that good. Okay, let's continue. So, kingdom of the son he loves. Kingdom is a word that, uh, it is contrary to the word dominion that appeared before. So in, in the world, in the world they see they see the dominion as a as a powerful thing that restricts people from their free will but but God uh, but Jesus he respects us and he honors us so that he, he he honors our free will so the only system that we have is being ruled by this kingdom of son of love so at the end whatever we do and, and precisely speaking. Uh, whatever we do, we are being ruled by, by everything that he has done through his love. So so whatever you do, whether you do business or whatever you do, it's all under the, the rule of, of his kingdom. So the ultimate goal that we have uh, should be the image of life that is completely ruled by his love. And just like book of Hebrews, if our community can grow like Christ and, and love the world like the Christ, then that's, that's a perfect um, community. Is it possible because of our ability? No. But because we have been changed into the identity who are ruled by, by his kingdom. So whatever he does, if, he, if we do not reject him, and if we welcome him hundred percent, then that's the completion of our spirituality. And when we talk about the old self and new self, uh, this is the status that we we put this old self under our feet. And and we talk about fullness of the Holy Spirit a lot. And this is the status that fullness of the Holy Spirit is being completed. And just like Ephesians three three nineteen says, it means that it is also also being filled by the fullness of of the Father. And this is something that I didn't cover much in Book of Ephesians. Why did Paul emphasize the fullness of the father? And I'll explain it later. <laughs> so <laughs> So if you do not live by God all the people in the world, they are ruled under the system of the darkness. All the uh, areas like pol- politics, uh, economy and, and everything, they are all under the dominion of darkness. So if you do not deal with this identity, you will end up uh, being ruled under the darkness. So you always have to have this assurance of this salvation that jesus has brought you from the darkness into the light and if you do not do that and if you belong to the world and it, it only means that you are being manipulated by the the rule of the darkness in the world there are many people who are living religious without understanding this and in the system of the devil um religion is also included right so so you're only living having a relationship with with the enemy okay let's continue so (laughs) there's nothing much that i can say here and it would be graceful if i finish really quickly So through this love that he has opened through his son, God is still ruling us through that love. What does it mean that he is loving us through this love? Then he, that it means that God does not spare anything to, to these people that he loves. To the church that he bought through, through the payment of his blood, God does not spare anything. So that's the context that we should, we should have in mind when we hear the word, uh, the kingdom of love, kingdom of his son. So God does not spare anything to his church. As I always say to all the pastors of Zoom ministry, um, it's a miracle that church is not being prosperous. Why? Because creator Creator is always behind you. And if the church is the church of creator, church of God, and if, if, if Jesus is head of the church, Then that church will never say that, oh, I am lacking this, I don't have that. No, I've been saying this ever since our church members are only three people. And ever since I planted our church, I rejected all these um, uh, supplies from denominations because I believed who God is. I believe that he will always be responsible for me. And... Until until today, God always took care of me through, through my proclamation. God never abandoned me. And even now, we have 20 pastors in our church and I did not have any um, need or any lack uh, to, to serve him. And isn't, isn't church God's body? Isn't church the body of Christ? Then he will always always be responsible for, for his body. And he is capable of taking responsibility. And when I married to my wife, when I married my wife, I, I told her I told her that hey I will take care of you. I will I will I will take all the responsibility. I told her that, hey, I will I will make you, I will never make you dry. I will never make you, your hands wet. <laughs> so I bought her the rubber <laughs> rubber glove. <laughs> so it's all lie. These boys, these men always <laughs> boast when they when they propose. But anyways, that is not not the one. who who boasts like me he always he will surely be responsible for his words so if you live by God and still be be inconfident, then that's a nonsense just like Paul who can cut me from the love of God so that love describes everything explains everything so I will never be responsible for all the actions that I take in my life Just like dad who is being responsible for all these actions and mistakes for his son, God is taking care of all the, the um, actions of, of us. So without this confidence, how can we believe in God? Those who believe in this will never be afraid of, of mistakes. So God will never scold for the mistakes, but he will always scold for unbelief. Trials and errors are, are not unbelief, <laughs> and I sense lots of um, husbands and wives having, having fights and quarrels. <laughs> many, many years ago our church members did not, usually husbands, many husbands did not come to the worship after having fights. <laughs> As you, as you see them, as you see these brothers, please thank them. Brother Hongyun and Pastor Kyungoon, <laughs> Pastor Stephen. <laughs> Anyways, verse 14, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. In whom, in, his, in, in the son. So Paul used the term in whom, in, in the son. More exactly speaking, we uh, received, we accepted all, all uh, the payment that he has paid, all the all his sacrifice. As we accepted that, we are now indwelling under under God, and this is this is uh, life relationship between God. So now you became the church, you became a new creation, you became son of God, all this dignity and worthiness. And through this righteousness, you receive the holiness. And after all this conclusion, now you are under, uh, you are in, in, in the sun. Okay, no need for longer description. And what's the most important thing that is happening in him? Uh, redemption, the forgiveness of sins. This is something that appears in Ephesians one seven. In Book of Ephesians, there are three three richnesses in the church, and the most important thing is the riches of glory, and and the most important thing in that richness. Is Is the blood the precious blood and that's the uh, fundamental of the grace because without the precious blood you cannot enjoy other richnesses and that blood is uh, related to the forgiveness and that forgiveness is the hebrew word God. it not only means just to take one person from from hell to heavens but also but also uh, bringing a slave and making him your son wheels giving him all the right to to inherit inherit all inheritances so so ever since the creation of adam god created human beings as his his heir but Adam lost all those those rights but as Jesus comes he as Jesus came he restored all these rights as heirs and and though and the heir would have different different authority and right between other other sons we have this authority of heirs right those who understand the spiritual world those who believe this identity as heir, and those who do, who do, those who do not, is completely different. And there are there are people who have who only believe in this authority of a, of a private. But but we are not just a private soldier. But but we are we are heir. And some some people they have this ability to pray hard, but because that person do not believe in in his his power and authority as an heir, he would not be able to cast out uh, demons. And the power um, is given by God if you pray hard and if you empty yourself, but. Um, authority is about believing in who you are, Um, integrating all the Bibles and believing who we are and what God is telling us. So those who believe uh, in this identity of an heir, they will have this different authority. And why are your words keep falling down on the ground? Because you don't believe in your identity as an heir. So prayer is not simply asking to, to God, but, but officially asking, officially requesting to God. So, so those, to those who, who truly believe in this identity as a royal being, God, God has responsibility to respond to the person. So when I request to God, Lord, give me this universe, then he would, he would, he would never say, oh, do not joke. No, he will, he will always respond to me. So that's why, that's why he said, ask whatever you want, then it will be done to you. Of course, that might take, <laughs> that might take too long to be accomplished. So anyways, that's the authority as an heir. Being an heir. Okay, let's continue. 13. Redemption, the forgiveness of sin. So why did we become an heir? Because we have been forgiven from the sin. But why? Why did we become an heir through the forgiveness of sin? And this is something that appears in in book of Ephesians. And in collisions, Paul is using uh, more simple words, but in Ephesians, what does he say? Ephesians 1, 7 in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins so through his blood through his blood the forgiveness of sins so the blood is omitted um, in in colossians but but what kind of blood is this in book of hebrews it says that this is not the blood that he spilled outside of the sanctuary with this information, but this is the blood that is being spilled in the Holy of Holies. And through that blood we have been forgiven. And through through that blood we became a a existent, existentially righteous being. All our files of sin has been deleted. That's what means. That's what that means. So, not, not just simply being forgiven from the sin, but, but completely solving all these issues of sins. That's why God has sprinkled that blood in us. This completely holy blood. And one of the evidence that He gave His blood is that we have been made His heir. And because of that blood, who is, who is uh, uh, introducing us to before, before God? Jesus. So our being has completely been been transformed. All right. Let's move to Colossians again. So first, Jesus came us as a redeemer, but not just simply as a redeemer, but but also He has raised us as heirs. Not not a simple uh, redeemer, but also He He made. This amazing work um, transforming us from a beggar to a prince. And this amazing joy and grace must uh, remain in us. And, and at the end, at the end time, all these, these victorious beings will all, all praise this amazing grace. And this this joy should not stop. You should not say that, oh, I've been believing in Jesus for 20 years. No, that cannot be an excuse. And if this joy stops in you, then it's a serious problem. But anyways, first, Jesus came as a redeemer. And what kind of redeemer? Uh, A redeemer who not only forgives our sins, but also raising us as, as heirs. Verse 15. Verse 15, Jesus, is the image of the invisible god why why jesus being an image of god so important so god is an invisible god and this is the status of of an old testament in the old testament god was an unbelief invisible god why not because god has had problems but but in the old testament days uh, human beings could not see God, because if they saw God, um, they would have died. And because of many reasons. One of them is because of the holiness of God, right? Those those people who, who, who did not solve this issue of holiness, if that person sees God, then he will die instantly. So, so how, how, how afraid were they, these Israelites? They, they were um, afraid of God in in Mount Sinai. So they only sent Moses to, to meet him. But anyways, this is a different story that appears in Colossians. And this is something, and during this Malaysia conference, I talked about some new things in the book of Hosea, so we'll cover that first. We cannot look through all the the message of Hosea. Let's look at at Hosea 11. (laughs) Let's look at Hosea 11. From verse 9, I did not um, explain this and unravel this as, as a prophecy, but so precisely speaking, I've been uh, telling you all uh, wrong information, but anyways, verse 9. I will not carry out my fierce anger, nor will I devastate Ephraim again. For I am God and not a man, the Holy One among you. I will not come against these their cities. Let's just look at this and the rest, please listen to my sermons of Malaysian conference. What does it mean that I will not um, carry out my fierce anger? It means that God will go against his own law because because a, a wicked son must be stoned, but God cancelled his son; that he will not, he will um, he will not, not carry out his law to, to his son. And as a as a person who established this law, does does God have a right to to um, to what does it mean? does he does he not have a right to change his law he does right but and also he he is available to be responsible for all the changes that he he has made in his law just like the story of job he he did not know the conclusion of Job's decision, but he, he has the ability to take care of all the, the um, outcome of his decisions. And, and in, in our perspective, we are just being forgiven, but in God's perspective, God is, is going against all the laws that he has made. But that's what he has done. So in Old Testament, God forgave Job. Well, anyways, let's not go deeper. So anyways, what, what am I trying to say here? Uh, for I am God, not a man, the Holy One among you. I will not come against their cities. So in Old Testament, how should he say? He should have said that the holy one among you, I will bring my anger toward your 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 evil deeds. But why did he say that he will not come against their cities? Because this is a prophet. Uh, This is a prophecy. What kind of prophecy? That through his son, through his son and forgiveness. What did? Why did Jesus come? Jesus came as a, as a human body in order to uh, bear all the, uh, all the damage of this clash of God's righteousness and his love. And, and because Jesus has come, we can have um, the Holy Spirit to indwell in us. This is an amazing statement. This is all his love. The holiness that, that, that the love overcome. Why? Because, because Jesus spared all the wrath of God. So this love is a love that, that never be angry toward us. Verse 10 is also a prophecy about Diaspora. And, and after days of Jesus, Israel did not, uh, does not fear Jesus anymore. Okay, let's, let's return to Colossians. So now, who are we? Can we see that glory or not? We can. We can see that glory, which is a manifestation of the holiness. So now we are saying that he used to be an invisible God. Now he has turned into a visible God i told i told you many times that how how many times in the bible in the new testament saying that we need to see see the light of god see the face of god see see his image so so if we if we do not see his light, then we will die we need to see him through the blood of jesus God has done every uh, precautions that we need to have in order to see His glory. So watching His glory, the image of God is being, being completed in us. That's why uh, Paul is using the, Im- the term image here. So now we will not die. But we are not saying that we are free from all this issue of corrupting this holiness. And, and in the New Testament, the standard of holiness uh, became greater. But, but because of the victory of the love, God has postponed all these um, judgment of the sin. So that's, that's why we need to take care, um, cherish this holiness. And those who receive this faith cannot do um, just, just uh, be tenaciously um, committing sin, tenaciously uh, enjoying himself. No. So as you know i will i will not go um just here and there out of my own will i i use the term uh, dedication and devotion no matter where no matter where i go in the world i only go to the place where god acknowledges god uh, allows me and as i as i emphasize about this cell phone Just watching the cell phone itself, it means that you have a binding in your spirit. That's, that's why you freely use the cell phone and, and defile this temple. And you, you became a temple after receiving that holiness. And just like Jeremiah thirty one thirty three, being a new person means that your temple is being completed in you and being glorified. But how can you put all this, this abomination in you? And that's why you are being bound. And look, even even in your body, if you if you eat too much fat, too much, too much meat, your your blood vessels will be hardened through through the fat that is being being stacked in, in your blood vessel. And if your if your blood circulation uh, does not work well, uh, your body will not function. Right. Right. So if, if being temple in you is stopped, all the functions of spirit will be stopped too. And more precisely speaking, think about, uh, think about how life your life will be if Holy Spirit rules you 100%. And and in um, Sermon of Beatitudes, I told you, uh, imagine how, how much you will be transformed if you are being ruled by the Holy Spirit 100%. So our key of life is always on how much will you not limit the Holy Spirit. Okay, let's continue. Okay, let's return to collisions. <laughs> because I got too much weight, I gained too much weight after Malaysian conference. Now I feel <laughs> I feel difficult breathing after after talking a lot. And now he is the image of the invisible god. So that's why in Book of Hebrews, um, it is said that he is image of an invisible God. Now Jesus has been incarnated as a visible God, and and in terms of Christology, Jesus came with with the flesh of a human being. In Romans, it says the image of, of flesh starts. He has all the conditions uh, equally as we have. But also, he, he has the identity of Son of God. And He has shown all His identity to us through the cross. And we need to understand. That he is still son of God and God has applied that name to us too. And he is saying that we are from the same nature. I am heir, you are an heir. We cannot say that he is Christ or I am Christ. No, because that's the issue of title. That's not the title that is given to us. But all the other things are given to us too. Being an heir, being a son. What else do we need when we say we are son of God? We are living with this dignity we need to see this right but why can't we see this because because you are not receiving this holiness you are keep practicing this corrupted image but god has clean cleansed our nose and He keep telling us to see this in corinthians 12 11 through 13 even though we're it's like looking through a mirror, mirror. but keep, keep look to him, keep look to him and he will, he will look the same. So we need to continue to watch him and see him. And now you should be able to uh, draw the portrait of his face. <laughs> okay, let's continue. So he he is an image of God. So we need to see him. And what else is he saying? First 15, he is the firstborn over all creation. The firstborn in Greek is pro prototokos, which is a compound noun of um, being first and and giving birth. So. There was a heresy in <laughs> there was a heresy in, in New Testament era saying that he was also a created being. No, Paul is not saying that. The term prototokos is that uh, as a as a uh, class as a level he is the first born. So of course we use this term, but he's not a creation. Of course he was clothed in humanly flesh, He was not created. But who are human beings? Human beings are created beings, but also but also the image of God in us is not something that has been created. This has been transplanted, transplanted from from God. this is Shalem, not Shambel, <laughs> but anyways, because we are... Created beings who has been in, uh, implanted his image. That's why he gave us all this identity as a son, as an heir. So that's why uh, in the Bible there are not many um, term create. The term bara, to create, does not, does not appear many times in the Bible, except for, for Genesis. But instead, uh, God used the term that He has given birth to us. He has given birth. Just like the result of love as human beings is giving birth to a child, that's just like that God gave us, gave us a birth. So we can say that human beings are creation yes but, but but we are different from all the creation if not we are no different from elephants dogs and rabbits but and there were there were heresies there were heresies telling telling a monkey that you are same as humans No, we are not beings like that. So so human beings pretend that they are smart, but they are not smart. So this is not the verse that is saying that we are same same with him, but this is just describing his characteristics. Okay, amen. So, so, Paul is saying that he's an, in he's an image of God and he also added another um, term to to describe him. Mm. Mm. The reason why Paul used the term the flesh sarks is because Jesus has been acknowledged as our model of our spirituality. That's why he he is wearing this body of human beings, but he's not a creation. He was not created. So who what else is it? what else is not creation? Is angels are angels not creations? They are. Are devils not creations? No. And of course, angels have ability and authority because God gave them the ability and authority. But the devils, they only have abilities through the system and order that God allowed through the darkness. But there's only only two who are not, who do not belong to the creation is this triumph God and this heavenly tabernacle that does not belong to the creation. So we need to understand what our identity is about. Human beings are amazing beings. We have image of God. Who else in this universe have the ability to reject God? Only, only the angels who have free will and, and us. But the angels, they are not heirs because they do not have Holy Spirit in them. And third thing, so what's the core message here? Is that we have to see this image of God. We are the ones who will only live through, through seeing Him. And just as Roman says, he's the true light.
1: Okay,
0: thirdly, verse 16. For in him all things were created things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. And spiritual things, are they visible? No. Angels, no. But are they all created? Yes, they are created by God, right? So what does that mean that Jesus is a creator? Appearance of Jesus, was all prophesied by prophets right but after coming of jesus uh to whom does god says he only talks to his son and who is who is he he is also a creator and as we hear the term creator we need to understand it as we need to understand that we have to be obedient to through all this order of the creation and purpose of his creation And through his creation, he had his purpose and he, his order. So as we accept him, that's why we understand how this world is, is running. Um, as we go all around the world and prophesying to, to the ministry around the world, um, that belongs to wisdom, and one of the reasons why human beings can be happy is because we are obedient to the plan of creation and purpose of creation, and if we go outside of the purpose, then we will be, be miserable. And if you become rich without being holy, that's not in the order of creation then you will be, be unhappy. I, I've talked about many um, order of, of creation. And just like this this, this, this paper, this is made out of a tree. But why did God, why did God make this? Why did he make this? In order to uh, build a building? No. So in all creation, he has his purpose. And if we accept Him, we will understand what the purpose of this creation is, what, what the purpose of Him creating us. So in o- order to accept, His, receive His wisdom, we, we need to accept His purpose of creation. And, and I always say that when God says it will be done, and it will be done, why? Because, because it is his will. When I say that this will be done like that way, then it, it will be done that way. Why? Because I see it through the order of creation. And what are the visible things? Um, thrones, powers, rules, authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. And these, these thrones, powers, rulers and authorities, they were spiritual beings to to to, to Israelites, but to to Greeks they are uh, worldly beings. So to Israelites they were probably thinking about angels or some spiritual beings. But, uh, um, The term throne appears here for the first time as a name that has been put into a spiritual being. That's why I use, I say that this this may be the angels. But in in Book of Ephesians, uh, these words appears also, but they they are mentioning to, referring to to the devils, these spirits of darkness. And who, who is the head of the church? is God, but, but God gave that authority to Jesus. And now Jesus became head of, head of his body, which is a church. And the body is ruling all creation through, through the order of his, his head. So that's why the church has this universal scale. Church, does not uh does not church is not limited to his country but but the reason why we are ministering all the world is not because we are talented or we are good or something like that but because we have this authority because we are a church of god our businessmen your business must influence all the world because you are your body of the church are you sick are you not saying amen all right let's continue Some angels, there are angels who, who rule over nature, angels who, who affect the thrones. And this is talking about the levels of different angels. In the last 25 years, Yelbang church has been ministering with these different levels of churches. And angels are created to, to work for the church. So they will be happy when they work. But who are you? You are not created to work. So you should not have joy through the work. We are created to have a relationship with God. So when you have relationship with God, that's that's where you should find your joy. And if you find joy in your work, then you will only be slave. But... But the joy that you should have attending to the church should be the, the, the joy to be an heir. Okay. Always remember that you are an heir. But still, many of you are, you are um, taking your joy in your work. How can you like working? Anyways, he's a creator. (laughs) Creating all visible and invisible things. So in the universe, there's nothing that is not a creation. So everything is creation. Why are you afraid of those? Man... Human beings are creations, but at the same time, we are not creations because we have image of God. So only thing that we should be afraid of is God. For 17 For um, uh, 17 let's see he is before all things and in him all things hold together So he's before all things so this this is the the this this be verb is, is written in a present tense. And many scholars use this term that um, God who exists who existed before all things, Yeah. Existing before all things. In order to use this, this verse as a term to, to describe him, this, this verb should not, should not be written in a present tense, but it should be written in an incomplete tense. But, but the reason why this is written in a present tense, it means that um, uh, this, is, this does not describe, this does not mean that. So anyways, So this is actually a, a word that is describing of excellency of him, and just like Ephesians 1:20 says that after him being completely be victorious on cross, he has been he has been seated in the throne next to God. And just like Ephesians 8, we are also being seated next to Him and being victorious, ruling all creation, and and God entrusted all this authority to the church. So the important is that he holds. So the word, so the term that saying that he seated on the throne, where is this throne? Is it, does, does this throne exist somewhere in this universe? No, it's in this heavenly temple. So he is the one who transcends, is transcendence being. So, so whatever happens in this universe is under his rule. Everything is under under his his rule. So is is there anything that is under his rule who can who can over overcome his his authority no so where where did your self from where did your salvation come outside of universe right so in this universe there's nothing there's nothing that can that can um defeat 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 god so there is no life that can uh, harm you so if you if you always Have this grumpy face, saying that oh, because I don't have money, because I don't have good things. No, that's an unbelief. Is money outside of universe? No, there's nothing in this universe that can um, make you despair. That's why despair is so dangerous. We have no reason to be this despair. If you clap like that, I am confused as if I am in Latin America or something. Anyways. But at the same time, he transcends and he's, he's seated on throne. But if he stays seated on throne, well, what, what happens? He loses his identity as a creator. He not only is being seated. Seated in his throne, but also, um, what happens in him, all things hold together. So he transcends everything, but, he, but at the same time, he is indwelling in all creation too. He transcends, at the same time, he is indwells. He not only just abandons us to live by ourselves, but He is among us to live with us. So, so, it means, so this term, this verse means that He is supporting us, He is filling us. So He keeps showing His influence of His fullness. To His creation, so wh- wherever you are, wherever you go, you need to keep accept His rule. He transcends and at the same time He is indwelling in you. But and. Even though you are living in this earth, but at the same time you need to believe that you are also being seated next to Him. So that's why, that's why you cannot live according to what the world wants. Why? Because our roots is not on this earth. He's living with us, and He's, he's um, revealing all His influence through us. So here, for 17, he's before all creation, all things. It means that he's, he's excellent. That's, that's characteristic of him. But at the same time, he came into his, this history, and he's with us. So this is a little different saying that he's before all creation. He exists before all creation. Whenever these controversial verses come, Pastor Chong Pastor Chong Song will always come to me and, and ask ask for different things. I mean these great doctors. <sighs> Anyways, let's look at the fifth characteristic of Jesus. So first, actually first, he he came as a redeemer. Second, he is he is an image of God and we need to see that glory. And third, he is a creator. And fourth, he's an holder. And fifth, he is the head of the body, head of the church. Verse eighteen and nineteen. So just as Ephesians one twenty-two says, uh, we are in this relationship: Jesus, church, and all creation. Church is a being who can. Never live according to the request of the world and you know this you understand this and you've been seeing this through our church and 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 NSIP, NSIP has been uh, embodying this and one, of, one of the sisters moved uh, to our town from Seoul and he's keep uh, making fun of her. And anyways, our of students, um, these, 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 and these students has formed a complete church. I'm really thankful for them. And to our students, high schooler actually, 18 students, 18 high schoolers going going to RT next year, please support them. We are, we are reviving all the world. And how can we <laughs> abandon our students in our church? All right. He's head of the body. body the church so he is the head and church is his body and as we as we have seen as we have seen this amazing God is our head and if you believe in this then would you dare to live by your thoughts no but you are still living by your, your, your thoughts so it means that you don't believe that he is your head as I was preparing for this message, I thought to myself, oh, I've been believing that He's my body, He's my head, but I'm keep still living with my own will too. And as I compare my life as my life with all these ancestors of faith in the Bible, I'm still limiting, limiting God in my life. And I'm a person who does not live by my my thoughts. I try to uh, accept God's will, God's thinking. And if God is truly our head, we, we cannot dare to live by my own thoughts. It's like having Albert Einstein next to you and keep asking this first grader student next to him, hey, what's the answer for this math question, math equation? So at all circumstances, our key of our victory is to receive his thoughts. In Proverbs, the, the author of Proverbs says that, um, put all your trust into him and he will, he will take care of all your results. So conversely speaking, why, why are all the things that I'm running um, are, uh, fail? Why do they all fail? Because I did not put trust in God. For the last 25 years of ministry, there's not a single, not a single thing that, that we were not victorious. Why? Because Jesus, uh, because God um, initiated, God inspired us, God began, and God took care of us. and before now before now we did not have money but when god when god tells us to begin then we just began and then the money uh, were filled automatically so not only the conferences but also when god tells us to do something then we have we we did but we never failed why because he's our head Okay, remember this and, and believe he is the head of the church, his, his body. So we need to clarify this relationship of all creation to him. So can we, can we live through the things that, that the world gives us? No, we always have to be a royal being. We have to rule the world. I'm sure that I have shown good examples through the Church. We don't do things that, that the world requires us. And as I say, be separated from Babylon. Many people are misunderstanding that, that they cannot live without the things that Babylon gives. Then what, what does the church lose? We lose the authority. But the key of our victory comes from complete separation from Babylon that, that God's, God's holiness will not be, be limited from being exposed, being rebuilt. If you do not have separation, then you will never have authority of holiness. And God's word is a power that creates all the world and, and we have that wisdom, we have that authority, then how can we live by the things of the world, right? It's so clear because you have not been separated completely. That's why you are being manipulated by the enemy. If we are completely being uh, separated from the world, we can completely live by God. So do not be fooled, do not be deceived. and in the world if you go to school if you don't if you don't know and understand about these trends of the world they will not be able to associate with this this, this students we are completely separated we never respond to the world Uh, those who bully us, right? Anyways, he's the head of the body, his church. And this is where the scale of the church is determined. You have this universal scale. And even now, when Zoya ministry, when Zoya ministry goes anywhere in the world, um, just like this Chin- one Chinese uh, pastor going to this one place all the other other zoon ministry churches are moving too How thankful <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's finish quickly. It's already one o'clock Hmm He's the beginning. He's the beginning. So because he is the head, he should begin everything. It hmm. should always begin by his his commandment, his order, his plan. Of course we've made a few mistakes, but but in Yolbank Church we we've, we've been doing this well. When God tells us to raise raise good leaders I, I raise raise him if God tells me to go somewhere I go it all begins through his commandment in your life it should be the same because he's the head he's the beginning you should follow his order and commandment if if he does not begin anything you should not begin either but What's the sixth blessing of Ephesians? Because he is the one who determines all the time and, and place. That's why, that's why we, we need to follow him even though we don't see anything being prepared. When he says, now is the time that we need to begin. But I'm not telling you to be lazy. You always have to be prepared in your faith. You have to prepare your faith and when God says now is the time then you, you, you need to follow him and go and even now if God says go to Africa then I go and in Africa he prepared everything though the person who who, was, who received blessing uh, more than 10 years ago prepared everything there and he cleared our path in, in the road in the highway How amazing if he tells us to go then we we just need to go (laughs) Everything except for the diarrhea in the Africa conference last time was prepared by God (laughs) That was the most serious diarrhea that I experienced in my lifetime (laughs) I'll tell you a joke uh, in Malaysia, we had these native Malaysian um, church members and, and the translator who is translating into this native native Malaysian language, he, his face was red and he had this grumpy face. He was not receiving blessing, but after uh, hearing this story of diarrhea of me, he he. He laughed out a lot and he got loosened. And, and <laughs> in in the sermon I also preach about the love of God uh, making this howling sound of jackal, and and I imitated that, that crying voice. Um, many people receive lots of blessings through that. My, anyways, let's continue. He's the beginning, and he's ahead. <sighs> um, and the firstborn from among the dead. Here also the Paul. The term prototokos is used by Paul, but why did he use this term? In days of Jesus, people died, right? And Lazarus came back to life. But precisely speaking, that's not a resurrection that we say in the Bible. But Jesus is the first person who became this, who became a perfect being. In Book of Corinthians. Paul says that he, he desires to, to experience the resurrection, and he even wants to um, see God without dying, he, because he desires to become being transformed into this, his perfect body. So, so the resurrection of Jesus is not a simply uh, resurrection of a flesh, but trans, being transformed into a perfect body. That's why this term Prototokos is used here. He was the firstborn of resurrection. So we need to also see the glory of resurrection of Paul, too. Hmm. So the desire of holiness must focus on the resurrection. So that's why you should be holy. If you resurrect with a dark dark status, then you cannot be a bride. Those who have qualification to become a bride are the ones who are resurrected uh, with, with this, this holy holy status. <laughs> right On that day, we joined the resurrection. <laughs> I'm not seeing well today. Do not mock me. <laughs> Do not make fun of me. But anyways, um, so according to book of Ephesians, what is Paul saying here? He's our head and how tremendous is he that he, with this authority of resurrection, he is ruling all creation, but to whom did he give this authority that he gave his authority to his church? That's what he's saying here not only raising people from death, death but look at yourself if you're hungry you have to eat if you're sick you have to be cured but if you are being transformed to a perfect body you will be changed completely let's look at book of uh, in book of zechariah on that day on that day those who are weak will be like david and those who are like david will be like god So when your body is transformed into a perfect body then you can eat and you cannot eat either and you will not go to toilet because all your body will digest everything that comes into you i mean this this does not appear this does not appear in the bible but this is just a revelation that i received uh, in the book of isaiah then (laughs) On that day, I will race with a cheetah, and I will beat him. And I will wrestle with a bear, and I will beat him. <laughs> and I was so interested in this millennial kingdom that I will live in. Aren't you guys interested too? On that day, I believe I believe that on that day in this millennial kingdom, everything will be restored. And I told you about this, this. In book of Isaiah right and God has ability to change us transform us into that kind of body and and how can you limit him in you how can you uh, push him back and we talked about tabernacle of David in the wilderness Over 40 years, God provided Israelites all the foods, all the clothes to wear. And at the end time, God will raise his glorious church. That's why I say that manna will come down again and the Red Sea will be splitted apart. And it will be a short period of time, but there will be a time that the glorious church that the Antichrist cannot touch will appear. That's how God, got worked to Israel in in the six days of war. Just like the churches, uh, the one will be uh, teleported into one place to another place. And Ansip, you guys, you know, you, you guys don't doubt right? When when Sister Songja. When she broke her arm, she did not believe that she she was cured, but our NC students believed, (laughs) and they did not doubt. Okay, let's move on. So that in everything, he might have the supremacy. And this also appears in Colossians 2 to 10. Do you, do you remember this story of rodeo? In, in this rodeo game, why do you shake? Because you are riding on, on the body of, of that bull. I mean, you guys know the rodeo, right?
1: <laughs>
0: but but in, in the rodeo, there is this game that you have to beat that bull. And where do you have to grab in order to defeat, defeat that bull? You have to grab his head, his, his horns. If you are, because you are grabbing his body, because you are grabbing this, this, this money, that's why your life is shaken. So everything should be, uh, should begin by him. So verse 19. For God was pleased to have all His fullness dwell in Him. <laughs> it's already one o'clock. Now, now the main story begins. <laughs> Should we rest a little bit and have second worship? <laughs> 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 because it's been a while since I preached in our church. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how much I should preach. All right, let's, <coughs> let's, let's go. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. So, so in Jesus, what does what does exist? If we talk about uh, the space, who exists in Jesus is Holy Spirit in us. Who exists Holy Spirit, but in His dynamics, anything can exist. Uh, anyone can exist. Uh, Colossians two nine also says that for in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. So bodily form is somatico, which is he has been incarnated. So, so in God every every holiness is being embodied. And also verse ten. And in Christ you have been brought to fullness. So it means that it means that the fullness of the Father is in Christ, and as Christ is being head of the church, the fullness is also uh, indwelling in us too. And in Book of Ephesians, what does Paul says in his prayer? I want you to be filled with the fullness of Father. And why did Paul use that term instead of the fullness of the Holy Spirit? Why did he use the term fullness of the Father? So, it means that Paul has his special intention. And as we always say, uh, embodiment of the fullness of the Holy Spirit, that's not what Paul is saying here. And actually, this is... um, this is the first time that I'm, I'm explaining this to you okay think about this in John 3:33 34 okay let's turn to John 3 John 334 33 34 John 334. You are the only people who listen to the sermon this long in the world. <laughs> okay, what does it say? For the one whom God has sent speaks the word of God for God gives the spirit without limit. And the term itself is a little, little controversial because this is kind of describing the spirit as a, as a non-person. But, but the spirit here is about the presence. So, so now the presence is amazing, right? But what's the problem with the presence? Uh, the problem always lays on the people who receive the presence. Let's say this cup is filled with the sand, about half. And if you pour the water, if you pour the water and if water spills over, can you say this, this cup is filled with water? Half is okay. If you fill the cup almost, uh, almost a whole cup with the sand, and if you, if you fill the cup with water and if water spills over, can you say that cup is filled with water? No, and this might be the problem of the most people. You you might be okay in the worship, but if you return home and if you see your husband who is not, who is a non-believer, watching TV, and you 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 get angry immediately. So we cannot necessarily say that presence as a fullness of the Holy Spirit. So that's why I've been emphasizing to you to empty yourself, empty yourself. So the grace, grace is actually always a a sustaining status because it's all about relationship. But those who are not uh, uh, emptying himself can never accept this. If you have hurts, it will always leak. If you have bindings, it will not, uh, you, you cannot um, receive. So always being renewed. Paul is describing this status as fullness of Father. So then what is this fullness of Father? <laughs> Let's say I've mixed alcohol, oil, and water all at once, and and pour that into this cup. Can you say, can you say that this cup is filled with water or alcohol with oil? No. In in the cup, you cannot mix everything. But for example, um. In Colossians two three it says in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, everything is in God and fullness of the Father. It means that it means that in this cup everything is in in there. So in the fullness of Father we can say that oh the love is filled, oh holiness is filled. So we can say that to fullness of the Father. I mean, I'm not talking talking to you as a theory. You have to experience this. So if you are in the fullness of the Father, whether it's deliverance, whether it's a sermon, it all comes out from the fullness of the Father. You might not understand this that well, but but as you have witnessed my ministry, it does not matter where I go. It does not matter even if I have diarrhea. There's no limitation of me revealing, unraveling God's fullness. And there was this Malaysian person who whose heart leaks the blood. I told him to run and he ran so quickly. And the sister whose heart is too small that she cannot jump and run she, she jumped immediately as I proclaimed. And one of the church members in, in Pastor Raymond's church um, had a heart issue, but I, I ministered through, through the phone call, and she, uh, he called me back again and said that uh, uh, he went to hospital and he examined, and his heart went back to normal. Let's look at Book of Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians First uh, ver- Chapter one verse twenty three. Chapter Ephesians one twenty three which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in, in every way. So church is the body. And Paul is saying how the body should, should indwell uh, and exist. So who is Him here? Fullness of Him who fills everything in every way. So conclusionally, Him is Jesus Christ here. So what is fullness of Jesus? He is the one who has every fullness of His Father, whether it is faith, whether it is love, and Jesus is head of head of the church so the fullness of Jesus if it is filled in the body and if the church have this obedience complete obedience to to his head then through through his head he will fulfill all the dominion to the world and why why in all creation. Why did he come in all creation? Because he's the head, he came among the church so that he, he has to um, rule. And and Jesus is ruling us, supporting us as a supporter, as a head. And as church obeys to all the thoughts of him, then, then Jesus, who has all the fullness of his Father, will fill his church so that the church will be filled with all the fullness of the, of the Father, so that the church can rule over the creations through his fullness. So if you, if you do not empty this cup, and fill the water in this cup can you say that the water is filled no this is not a theory and these days i always say the fullness of the holy spirit and that's good but when you ask for fullness of the father then it will all enter into you and cultivate everything in you your hurts all the dirty things so that so that you will be filled with the fullness of the Father, filled with power, filled with love, filled with authority. This is the essence that God gives to his church. As church obeys to his his head, the church will show and manifest all the fullness that can rule the world. That's the essence of the church. That's the fullness of, of Father. And there are many ministries that God allowed His chances to them to experience His presence so that they can change, but they only ended at, at presence. And there were trends. There were trends among the world of Holy Spirit moving from John Wimber. But after the season the presence disappears. Why? Because they did not have truth. Because they do not have truth, they could not repent. They could not empty themselves. But what's thankful in so ministry is that god made us um trained repent and, and and listen to the truth and without this without this process we are all the same and god gave us this chance why because because he wants us to truly repent and enter into the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, and all this, all these different um, uh, mission missionary organizations—they, they follow just trends. So the, the core principle is, is about indwelling of the Holy Spirit. If you are filled by the Holy Spirit, then it's automatic. If the fullness of the Father comes, you will automatically have this life relationship. I preached this message in, in Pastor Ivan's church in Singapore. <laughs> never mind. They you know, they said they did not record it. Well, but lastly, lastly, he became a, recon, um, a reconciler, the the person who reconciled. Verse twenty two. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy. Huh? Oh, never mind. I turned into Galatians. But anyways, verse 21, uh, verse 20, and through him to reconcile to himself all, all things, reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven. And Paul emphasized this, this job as a, a job to reconcile. And in Romans 8, the creations mourn. Why? Because they lost the Sabbath that God gave. And those ones who can, who can fulfill this Sabbath will appear. Who are they? They are children of God. And that's not Jesus, but who are they? the ones who have freedom of God's glory. So so when you maintain the fullness of the Holy Spirit and when you empty yourself, and, and if, we, if we talk about this in the term of holiness, then it means that we are fulfilling the fullness of the glory. And and that that glory will give you the freedom. Does that mean that I can do whatever I want? No. Uh, And and yes, but actually no. That freedom is being led freely by the Holy Spirit. If you continue to maintain the fullness of the Holy Spirit, then there will be a time that God will freely move your, your personality. And for the last twenty years, last twenty-five years of Yolong Church, uh, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to look through the history whether there were other other community who fasted like our church. how can how can a community fast like this so easily and it's not about our strength right you know this because this is holy spirit and because we are living in the time that that our bride has been taken away our bridegroom has been taken away that's why we need to we need to mourn and we need to be sorrowful for 15 16 years we we are praying 24 hours and and this cannot be this cannot be done with with our numbers of our church and we are still going abroad to conferences i'm not emphasizing our our deeds i'm talking about how god is leading his church so at the at the end time at the end time god will raise churches like this God will raise and, and appear this kind of churches. So purpose on this earth is not about um, accomplishing something with our strength. But we are, what we are doing is preparing him for his second coming. But in his return, if we become shameful to the, to the, to the world, then it's okay, right? A nameless rich man is no better than, than Lazarus whose, his, whose, whose name is in the Bible. So though, the, the one who reconcile is like that. Verse 20, um, what's important is that he threw his blood shed on the, on the cross. So just as it's written in the book of Hebrews, uh, once for all, he has made this reconciliation between us and God. And in Romans, Paul said that Jesus became an offering of reconciliation. And that blood was spilled in the Holy of Holies so that we can meet him and we can have the qualification to meet him. And reconciliation. What does it mean? An unholy person can never meet God, but through this blood and through the cross, God reconciled us. So that, so when we say, when we say, those who know the freedom of glory appears, it means that after days of, uh, before days of, before the corruption of Adam. He, he had this wisdom to name all the creations, but he lost his job as a person who reconciled. But through Jesus, he restored all this authority of reconciliation. So wherever our church goes, the creations move, right? In Malaysia, the forecast said that it will, it will rain for all week, but it never rained. And we've experienced lots of things like this, numerous events. So wherever, wherever we go, we have this authority over nature. We get... And this, this authority does not just happen automatically when we went to Taiwan, because of typhoon, no airplanes, no airplane was able to uh, depart, but only our plane uh, went there. Okay, verse 21. So, so now, verse 21 is saying the reason why, why we became enemy to him. But verse 22, But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy uh, in his sight. So, the body here is not sarx, it's sarx plus soma. So, so all his personality, all his body is, is um, crucified. So, our all, all personality and our body is also crucified with him. So, Jesus' death is my death. Jesus' resurrection is my resurrection. Jesus' burial is my burial. Jesus' throne, my throne. Jesus' return is my thr- my return. But we cannot go over them. Uh, anyways, once you were uh, alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. So Bible never says that uh, Jesus died in order to send you to heaven. I'm not saying that you will not be sent to heaven, but, but, but we have to be aware of spirit religion. Ever since days of um, Augustus, Tiken Young's family used to be, uh, be Catholic. And, anyways, anyways, let's finish. Uh, Verse 22 is talking about his predestination. So anyways, God, the reason why God died on the cross is because of his predestination to make us holy and blameless. Now is the season. It's not about my effort, but because it's God's decision, all I have to do is to, to walk with him. Then he has put and allowed all the richnesses, all the abundance in his church, all his presence. So all, all you have to do is to believe, to believe. In 2024, we will see the models, models of our church rising up. All 500 church members of Yolong Church will rise up as models. Alright, let's finish. Verse 23. If you continue in your faith established and firm and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. So So in in Greek, Paul is saying you have to have a firm foundation and sustain your faith, then you will be like that. So so all we all we have is to believe in his promise and and believing in his uh, having faith in him without believing in his promise what else do we what else can we do so the more we live with him the more our life uh, the easier our life will be then what happens this is the this is the gospel that you heard The only hope we have, the gospel, the completion of God's kingdom, and that should not be shaken. And what's the completion of his kingdom? Church entering into the glory. Why? Because church equals the kingdom of God. So as church enters into the holiness, then God will complete his full fullness. And as these brides are being prepared, Jesus will return and the the world and spiritual worlds are being readied and Jesus will come and we will have this, this wedding ceremony of the Lamb. And through the book of Isaiah, I believe that God will unravel lots of new prophecies. And I told, I told these deacons, ordained deacons yesterday, or the days before yesterday, um, and I unraveled many secrets. But anyways, days of his return is near, but please expect... When, when did I preach book of Isaiah?
1: 2014?
0: Oh, it's almost 10 years. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: do, not, do not remember the Isaiah you, you heard that, that time. Okay, let's pray. Please come to the... Um, and with him, with him being our head, what else can we do? no there's nothing that we we need to do he's our head so all we have to do is being obedient to him and if we are being filled with him then we are we can be filled with everything if we desire and yearn for him then he will he will fill you and he will fill you with all this authority and power he will transcend all these three dimensions with the fullness of Father. Our endship, ask for the wisdom. You will be filled with the wisdom. Our businessmen, ask for the power and authority and richness of God's kingdom. This is season that, that, that everything is being done through the proclamation. So when God says, I will do, then he'll do. Our businessmen, expect, look forward. You've you've worked well last year but in this new year just believe into all this proclamation this is the season it will be done according to your faith i prayed for this for for 14 years it took me 13 years but it it does not have to take you 13 years Living by faith. How fearful is this? It will be done according to your faith. You answer. It will be done according to your faith. Answer. If you pray like, Lord, pour me all the tremendous things of heaven like our pastor.